this is more of a malicious thing. Um, let's say they leave us the worst tip or they don't leave us a tip. There are servers that will go on and, well, I deserve better and go back, reprint the receipt, sign it and put a 20% tip, 25%, however much we want. That happens? Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanigato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that wants to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can head to OPLshow.com or just send us an email directly at OPLpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to help support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash OPL show. You can get some weekly behind the scenes bonus episodes, and uh, we use a portion of that money to donate to charities each month. So it'll help support the show, but it'll also help support the charities that we donate to. So check that out. Now, today, uh, super excited because we're coming off the heels of an episode with a flight attendant that everyone seemed to really enjoy. And we're going to take a similar approach this week. Uh, We had someone reach out to us. They are a waitress server. They've been in the industry for a long time. And they have some stories that they want to share. I'm a little scared for this one because of how often I find myself in restaurants. Uh, But also just super curious to hear about behind the scenes in the kitchens, server staff, uh, just probably all the things that go on that we just have no idea about. So we've got the guests on the line and we're excited to talk to you today. So thanks for being on. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I think let's just jump right into this the same way we jumped into this with the flight attendant, because I am curious, are servers judging the patrons that come into restaurants um, in a similar fashion? Are you seeing people come in thinking they might spend a lot of money, these people are going to be assholes or get wasted? Uh, What's kind of that, I guess, initial uh, reaction that you have when people come in? Oh, completely. Everyone is judged as soon as they hit the hostess stand. So the hostess will come to us and they're kind of our first line of defense. They'll say, all right, this person was an asshole. They were kind of yelling at me. They wanted a specific table. And I told them that was, there was a wait. So we kind of judge upon what the hostess says. And then we kind of walk by the table, kind of, you know, give a little judgment of our own before we go over and, you know, greet ourselves. And I feel like it's one of those jobs where, I mean, I I used to be a waiter for a short period of time and I was just not built for that because people, a lot of people are just rude and especially rude to a waitstaff. And uh, I feel like you have to endure like some abuse from, you know, people who come to the restaurant or something's wrong with their order and they just take it out on the waiter like it's their fault. Um, Is there any sort of you know, stories that kind of stick out to you where people were just horrible to you? There are countless, countless stories of that. You definitely have to have tough skin. Being a server is not for everyone. You cannot be a hothead because every day there is going to be someone that is rude or a little condescending or think they're entitled because you are a server and you're getting them their food and that's just kind of their mentality sometimes. So um, there are kind of a lot of tricks to where we can mess with the customers, not in so much of a malicious way, but just to kind of 
you know, having our heads like, ah, you know, we have a one up on them. There's one particular trick that we do. Um, Let's say it's a a man and a woman. They're on a date. The man is trying to impress it. This has happened countless times. A man is trying to impress the woman, whether it's a first date or not. Um, He's, you know, kind of a machismo and they don't look up. That's uh, that's another thing. We 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 come to you, we, you know, say hello, you know, try to greet you as friendly as possible. We never go to a table maliciously, even if, you know, the hostess says, you know, oh, they were kind of rude. We still want to present that first greeting as nice and pleasant as possible. You know, we're, you know, trying, trying to make a living, you know, want good tips and stuff. So Mm -hmm. we go over, I use my best customer service voice. This is not my real voice. When I go to a table, it's about a thousand octaves higher. What can I get you guys? You know, nobody's, voice is the same even the guys there's kind of changes as well um but if you know everything's just kind of going wrong and the guy is rude they're not looking up at us and they're just kind of shoving things in our hands and not really paying attention to us at the end of the night you know just a little trick they'll hand me a credit card or something and I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. It was declined. And the look on their faces, <laughs> oh, no. It's great in big parties also because then you have other people trying to scramble and they're looking down at the end of the table. And I'm like, I'll try it again as loud as I possible, but I don't know what's going on. It's declined. And I'll go back th- two or three times sometimes. And then sometimes the table will have to pool and it will just kind of bring them down and humble them down a bit. And it feels great for us. <laughs> That is funny, and I'm not even mad at that, to be honest, because there's, no, totally, it's so simple, but just to, just as an ego check, and uh, just to watch them squirm, I guess, especially if it's someone that, you know, I would assume is deserving of that, at least, um, just because they've probably been an asshole all night. That's so funny, though. That and another one to kind of piggyback off of the credit cards. This is more of a malicious thing. Um, let's say they leave us the worst tip or they don't leave us a tip. There are servers that will go on and, well, I deserve better and go back, reprint the receipt, sign it and put a 20% tip, 25%, however much we want. That happens? Quite often. <laughs> I've never heard of that happening. And I mean, does that, does no one notice? They don't call and be like, yo, why didn't tip this? Why did someone, how did this happen? Haven't had a call yet. (laughs) No one that I've known has had a call yet either. So it keeps going. Have you've done that personally? I have done that personally. (laughs) What? So what was it specifically like? Was it like a hundred dollar bill and they left you like two bucks and you were like, well, fuck that. It pretty much, the person was rude. They sent everything back no matter what. They just didn't like anything. And it was honestly not my poor service. They just were nitpicking everything. And the bill was about $90 or so. So I just kind of bumped it up to a hundred or so and called it a day. Wow. That's crazy if that happens commonly. I mean, yeah. Wow. I wouldn't even remember. I mean, it's probably, you know, not something that like I, that could have happened to me and I wouldn't really know. Like I don't really go back and like 
I guess, check or like who remembers exactly what they paid, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do that with specific people because there are others that will scrutinize the check. Even if they've gotten only two drinks, an appetizer and a burger, they'll sit there for a half an hour looking at the receipt. So you kind of have to pick and choose. It's actually good for larger parties because sometimes they don't even bother to check. And what about, you know, and one thing that I, like, I am so passive in in restaurants and stuff. Like, I I have said it numerous times, like, I refuse to send anything back. The only thing that I'll ever send back is if, like, I get chicken and it's, like, clearly undercooked. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm not going to eat this. But if I order something and it's completely wrong and it looks good, I'm like, fuck it, I'm eating this. Like, I will not send shit back. But for people that are very picky and they're just, like maybe overly annoying when it comes to their food or they're just, you know, whatever. Have you seen anything kind of go down with that? Because on top of just not wanting to complicate anyone's day, I'm also worried about, are they going to fuck with this when when it gets back there? Like, is that something that truly happens or is that something reserved for the movies? I am the same way. I, you know, especially because I've been in this industry for quite a while. I, you know, I see things that happen, you know, places are busy and stuff i try not to send things back but for the people who do send things back sometimes the majority of the time we don't mess with it and we just kind of fix it but if the person is just a complete asshole then they are going to get messed with Mm, this is this is what i was scared to hear what are they uh what so uh, like what what do you do so one of my fa- one of my favorite stories, he's a very good friend of mine for years and years. He was a bartender. This person was sending back drink after drink. Oh, it, not strong enough. It doesn't taste this. So wonderful person after this. I was just kind of I was a little mortified at this. He made the drink, everything done. Then he goes to the back. He takes the drink, drinks some, swishes it in his mouth. Spits it back into the cup, Oof. pours a little garnish on top, serves it to the table. Ugh. <laughs> Oof. What? what did the customer think of that one? He was like, this one tastes good. Did, didn't bat an eye. Ugh, you gosh. never would, too. That's, you know. It's also so easy to hide certain things. I mean, of course, you know, everyone has seen the movie Waiting. There are certain things in that movie that are absolutely true. Um, the dropping the food on the floor, the cooks I've seen do countless times, put it back, put a little gravy on top and send it right back out. Um, soups, for instance, you know, I've seen people lick rims of cups, the rims of the bowls. I've seen people lick their people's utensils, put them back on the plates, give them to the other person. Oof. So this is probably a good time to say that obviously we're speaking about your experience and it seems like you've been in a different places, so a few different places. So, you know, this isn't obviously what goes on in every restaurant. Um, but yeah, that's uh, a little shocking to hear, but I, I think we assumed it was the case, you know, for you, what's, where's that like line drawn of, um, like being able to do that to a person and like, how, how do you like justify that in your mind? You or, or the servers that you've seen that do that? Is it just that it is such a thankless job and people can truly just be so mean and dismissive, dismissive of you guys that it just kind of justifies it for you? In a way, yes, because it doesn't happen at every place. 
but it, it and it is also a very thankless job among others. You know, we we're normal people. We all have the majority of people have, you know, nine to five jobs. I actually just recently graduated. I'm becoming a nurse. Um, people at my job are teachers. I have known lawyers to quit their jobs and come back to serving because it is such a, it is a very good job and you can make a lot of money. I used to make, I actually paid off my school loans by waitressing. And so for people to come in and feel as if they are so entitled because we're serving them food, it, it's just, it kind of doesn't seem right. And, you know, I, I don't partake in the too much of the gr- I don't spit in people so that's kind of where I draw the line I, I don't mm-hmm. like to do that because I feel the karma will come back to me but you know kind of embarrassing people and stuff it, it's you know it's it's fun <laughs> I think you just said something too about the pay and I feel like that could be a common misconception um, how, how does it work so you just said that you can or, or in your case you have made a lot of money is it truly pretty much just based off of tips does it depend what type of like restaurant you're in, what type of clientele. Um, I guess, how do you make good money in the industry? Because I've heard the opposite a lot too, where it's very thankless and you typically aren't able to make a lot. Oh, it's very true. You have to write, you find the right job, um, the right location. I worked in the city and stuff. So uh, that's kind of where I made my most money. Um making upwards to about $4,500 a week. You just have to really find the right clientele and, you know, build up, you know, your regulars coming, leaving you more money. It it really is a a process to do. You know, once you start off, you know, you can be good, but once you get that clientele and you're there for kind of a while, it, it becomes a pretty good career. Yeah. Um, also one thing that, I wanted to ask about because I don't know if that was just me and my coworkers at the place that I used to work, but later on in the shift, like when it gets starts, you know, nine, 10 o'clock or whatever, eventually we just start drinking. Like, is that something that typically happens at, at places you've worked at where like the staff just tries to, you know, like, you know what, I'm just going to get a little buzz here and start drinking on the job. Sometimes we don't even wait until after ship. Sometimes we'll go in, walk right to the bartender, and he'll have shots waiting for us. We'll bring <laughs> in stuff. And if it's a nice day, like today or something, you know, we'll be like, yeah, you know what? It's a nice day. Let's just get hammered. <laughs> I used to, in this one particular place, a girlfriend of mine, we used to go buy a gallon of Jose Cuervo bring it to our lockers and just take shots all night long. We just start. And that would be on a weekly basis. And for doing this for so long, you kind of get the rhythm and we'll have the customers buying us drinks. So a lot of the time your server may be drunk. So you've worked a shift just absolutely wasted on Jose Cuervo. Absolutely hammered. Do people have people ever noticed or is it just are you just able to keep the facade up? No, no one has ever said anything. Wow. I okay. And I it sounds like some job you're getting hammered and then just making your tips higher if you want. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, but, but I have heard that. 
that's another thing too. Let's say there is a, a large group, uh, like a party of 15, 20 people. They're getting drinks, appetizers. The, dr- the bill will, let's say, be like five, $600. No one's going to pay attention to how many drinks they're getting. So sometimes we'll put, all right, this person had three more Coronas or this one had a mojito or this appetizer was brought to the table afterwards. And so we'll just make the bill a little bit larger. Dude, I'm watching my back next time I'm in a restaurant because I don't even look at the bill usually. I'm just like, take my card. I've probably been overcharged so many times. Don't do that. Don't ever just say, take take my card because you never know. Jeez. But, you know, what you say with like the drinking culture and all that, I mean, I, I have heard that in restaurants, both in kitchens, like servers, there's a lot of drinking there's even like sex being a part of like it's such a sometimes i don't know like rugged type of environment like i know anthony bourdain for example like with his his book kitchen confidential like he kind of came on the scene as the first person to sort of expose certain things that go on uh in a restaurant so i I have heard that too and is that you know does it kind of get rowdy or uh, I don't know, like we, we asked the flight attendant too about like sex between flight attendants or customers and servers. Is, is that something that ever happens? Like as a customer ever had sex with a server during a shift or do servers hook up? Like, is there a whole reality TV show type of world behind this? If I could write a novel about what happens behind the scenes, it, I, it would be a, a bestseller because everyone is sleeping with each other. from cooks to concierge hostess customers you know i've been guilty of it i i've been there you know i've had sex in the walk-in freezer uh, in booths after hours um in the walk-in freezer walk-in freezer that was kind of (laughs) wild kind of cold what yeah is that just a that's just a giant I guess it's pretty self-explanatory walk-in freezer that that does sound cold what was it like another server that worked at the place Yep, it was another server. Everyone, it's kind of, I mean, you can say that about almost every job that people hook up, but with being a server, it's, I don't know, it's just something where we're all very close and we kind of go through a lot of the tribulations together with like customers. So, you know, people start to get feelings for each other and sometimes not, you know, there were two servers that were dating and then the server just kind of, walked into that relationship and they were caught, you know, and there were fist fights, you know, there were, fa- there was a hook. He had a family, one of the servers and him were hooking up. And I mean, I have a particular story. Um, I worked in the city for a very affluent um, place and it was an assisted living home, which had a restaurant in the basement, like in the ground level. Um, at the time, I was hooking up with one of the servers, and we're very sneaky, so we, we found, like, a stairwell that was kind of used often, you know, not a lot of foot traffic. You know, the concierge were looking out for us, so we had them, you know, we always had them go to our tables. Oh, you know, your server's just busy, you know, give, you know, giving us time to, you know, sneak away. I was giving him a blowjob in the stairwell. And there were two doors, one coming from upstairs, one coming from downstairs. The one coming from upstairs, it's a double door. So you heard the one door open. So if we ever heard anybody, we can just run. 
this particular time, we did not hear anybody. And I left this guy pants down in the stairwell as I ran. And all of a sudden I just heard, whoops, sorry. And then they just walked away like nothing because they know this is the kind of stuff that happens. So there's a, there's a blowjob staircase at this restaurant. <laughs> yeah. you're saying. And I haven't, everyone's haven't in been it. to that restaurant yet. No, no, no. You can't get into that one. So don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, this, this sounds like a college that has no classes, just all dorm room parties. No, <laughs> no boundaries. Wow. Jesus. But, but no, this, this does line up with things I've heard, I guess. And uh, it, does this happen like during shifts too? Is that a big thing or is that like only after hours or, or will sometimes, you know, when you're sitting at a table and you're like, oh, where is, where did our server go? They've been gone for a while. Could they have just been in the blowjob staircase? Probably. <laughs> they probably hooking up somewhere. Not so much during shift, but after hours and even before, you know, kind of get a quickie in the bathroom and go to the I mean, bar and get your drinks. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that anytime my server hasn't come back, uh, they're, getting, they're getting blown. That's yeah. all I'm going to I'm just going to start clapping for them when they come back. Yeah. She'll be like, Lock I, eyes. I know. I, I know. know where you were. I uh, have a podcast and I figured it all out. So. <laughs> uh, wow. I did not expect this conversation to go exactly this way. Uh, one thing I'm curious about that happens, I won't say a lot, but you know, often servers dealing with a lot. Um, if they like forget food or it just seems very difficult taking orders. Uh, what happens if you do forget something and the customer gets pissed? Does that happen a lot? I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes if it's extremely busy and then you have, you know, one table calling you over and then you're taking an order for this table, you're writing things down, but then as you're walking through, you might forget something. So the one big thing that we use is we always blame they. Oh, I'm sorry. Did they not bring that out to you? Let mm. me go check. I knew it. That's why I asked that question, because I was going to follow up with who do you blame? Because they just like and then you assume it's the kitchen or the kitchen and a runner or anyone else they're always the one to forget something and then we're kind of scrambling with the kitchen some sometimes we'll be fighting with the kitchen to do that you know cook this dish quicker or i've seen in other kind of places cutthroat places servers taking entrees from other servers and giving it to them and that's kind of caused a lot of conflict too among servers Mm -hmm. So it can get a little, a little tense sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot going on behind the scenes here. I am thinking I'm just having dinner at this place, but yeah. there's a, there's a whole other circus going on behind those kitchen doors. It's, it seems. Also another thing, if we do forget something, I'll go up to the table or I'll have another server go up to the, to the table and say, Oh, I'm you know so sorry. Your burger or whatever it wasn't, made correctly, I'm having the cook make you a fresh one. And mm. it was just never put in. <laughs> right. Uh, also, um, I, I mean, I've worked in a couple of kitchens and I know how like a kind of crazy it can be. Mm -hmm. um, has working in this industry affected the way that you view restaurants? Like, is it like, well, I'm probably, you're not as, it's not as appealing to you to go out to restaurants or is it like you have a more of appreciation for it? No, it really hasn't changed. I treat servers honestly with 
the utmost respect when I go. So I just kind of pray to God that they don't mess with me. Um, I never give them a hard time because I, I know the ins and outs, especially if it's busy. I won't be rude to them. I'll tell them to take their time and stuff. So it really hasn't hindered me at all. Okay, that's good. Because if it was like, well, I work at this place and fucking I know what goes on there, so I'm not going out anymore. <laughs> right. That would right. be a little alarming. Yeah, and it's but it is amazing just you know, again, I know we keep saying it's a thankless job, but it's you're doing so much more. It's like it's it's this show night in and night out. And I don't know what type of restaurants you've worked at, but you know, if you start thinking about like fine dining restaurants or places where there is this almost perfection that needs to be upheld and everyone kind of has to play their role. And there's just dance going on with cooks, servers, runners, and it's just so fast paced. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing when you think about how that all operates and you're turning tables and there's so many orders and drinks and just to make that whole thing operate into an experience that like Joe just said, like, I'm just sitting here having dinner and not noticing any of this. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a skill. It really is. And there was a comedian that said, you know, everyone should at least work one year into the service industry and you'll really understand, which is very true. You, a lot of the people don't know the, the ins and outs of what goes on. It's a lot more than just, okay, I'm taking your order, putting it into the kitchen, and then you have my full attention because some tables think that you are the, they are the only table there. When in all actuality, you know, we have 10 tables to attend to and the turnover and then the kitchen gets backed up with the, the volume of food that gets brought in too. So a lot of the time it's not our fault when the food is not ready. You know, there's X amount of tables that were dropped in right at that particular moment. So there's really but so much the server can do. We are not preparing the food unless it's like mm. a salad or getting you drinks or something. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, which is a tough position to be in because, you know, when you're the customer facing one and you're the shield between how the food tastes or how the food comes out, you're getting the brunt of all the complaints and, and everything. Um, but I am curious, just, I, I guess, cleanliness and maybe COVID has changed this, but from your experience, I mean, how sanitary and how clean are most restaurants? And when like the food being prepared, the people in the kitchen, uh, is that like a concern at all? Is it usually pretty high standards to keep everything sanitary? We try our best, but you know, just some things fall through the cracks. Yeah, COVID kind of helped a little bit. You know, we did have a lot of, you know, Department of Health coming into certain restaurants that, you know, more often than than um, before, but that kind of dwindled down um, and things kind of went back to normal. So, for instance, every server and cook uses their bare hands for everything. Rolls, mm. you know, they have the tongs there, but if, you know, you have four tables and stuff, you're trying to get things, you just grab it out of the bin, put it in the basket, here you go, enjoy. Garnishes for fruit, um, any anything. I've seen cooks pick up every type of meat with their hands, just throw it on the grill, 
no gloves, just wiping our hands on a, our aprons and just going. Or that one like little rag they have. Because I, I remember the chef at the place that I used to work at, he used to just have one rag and he would just wipe his hands on that. Yep. I've seen this man put his <laughs> whole finger in the deep fryer and nothing happened. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the guy was crazy. It gets rogue. I was like, dude. It's rogue country in these places sometimes. Yeah, it's at, a little. At you know. one of the diners that I worked at, it was, there was a, an older diner woman to picture, you know, Typical diner room, bouffant hair, older Italian lady, just typical diner, 60. She's been doing it for 30 years. Oh. This is what she knows. It's my favorite type of person in the world. I, they're, they're amazing. They should, they're just like a universal grandmother slash mother. They really are. They really are. But, you know, they've been doing it for so long. This particular woman... I'll, I'll never forget her for this because I, I don't eat coleslaw or pickles or anything. Mainly, like, I don't like it, but because of what she did, she would go and there's a large vat usually of coleslaw. She would dip her hands into the coleslaw, not use the spoon or anything, put it in the little saucer. Oh. Lick her hands, swoosh it around in the pickles, getting all the, all that ready, putting it on the plate, serving it to a customer. Licking her hands like a dog? Just not like, she like sucked on her fingers. It was really gross. Oh. See, I hate when people do that for like, when they're just eating like Cheetos and they're not working at a restaurant. So I can't even imagine, if I saw my server doing that, I would like <laughs> lose my, my fucking mind. Yeah. It's crazy. This, that one affects me a little. I've been strong throughout. I've been scared to have this conversation. And like, I eat out a lot. Joe, like we eat out a lot together. And I, I told myself before, like, just stay strong. It's whatever you hear. It's not every place. But that, like, that one hurts because that makes me feel like any just, like, little diner or something I go to. I, I can't eat the coleslaw now. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Things fall into the food, especially, like, the bay of, like, salads and stuff. There, There's things that constantly fall into it. And we just pick it out with our hands and just place them in their corrective bins and keep going. I remember actually working um, at this place that I'm referring to. Well, one of them. And uh, we would know, we would get a heads up when like the health department would come in. And then we would be like, okay, today we're all wearing gloves. We're all going to wear the hair nets and the hats and everything. But any other day, we would not do any of that. No. Really? You just yeah. have to look, look good for that day and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like there's certain restaurants like... Of certain like calibers where it's like you have to have this. I have no idea, but uh, in my experience in the places that I worked with that weren't super fancy, uh, it was no one. No one was wearing gloves or doing any of that. So you're kind of mixing these things. Meanwhile, I'm at home. Whenever I make chicken at home, I've washed my hands like 15 <laughs> times trying to make sure I'm not getting it on a you know whatever. And over there, they're just like throwing chicken and, and <laughs> getting plates out like it's like it's nothing so i can only imagine what's going on oh yeah you'll you'll get some chicken some desserts some appetizers all mixed into one and you never even know just because they're touching everything doesn't it feel good though to know that like we're alive you know we're we're good <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all eating at these places and we're all like kind of chilling so that's a that's a good light at the end of the tunnel I there like you go that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I feel like this is something a lot of us maybe assumed would be the case 
but when you hear it, it's, it, it hits a little different, but uh, wow. I, I guess, is there anything else, uh, that you want to share, uh, just, you know, about the profession, I guess, as a whole, I, I know for a fact that there are a lot of servers listening and we've gotten a lot of emails, um, about this. And like I said, in the beginning, obviously everyone's story is probably going to be a little bit different. Um, but anything else around just like misconceptions or even like a message to the customers who usually treat servers like shit. That I think is the biggest thing that all servers want. Just treat us with respect. Don't come in with an air about you. That's pompous and, think that we're, you know, lower class because honestly, we either make the same or just as much or more money than you. And if that's how you're going to judge people is off of their career choice, you know, you're kind of shitty and don't come out to eat. You know, it's, we're here all together. We're here to have a good experience and that's it. You want to enjoy your meal. We want to give you the best service and that's, we don't go into a restaurant thinking, all right, I'm just going to screw with everyone that comes in. No, the majority of people don't do that. So don't come at us thinking that your world is the only one that is important and we kind of just fall under, under the radar. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is one of those like sort of thankless jobs, maybe not thankless, but definitely, um underappreciated just because i don't think people have an understanding like you said i mean whoever said that is it's so true i think that everyone should work a year in that industry just to understand like how hectic it is behind the the kitchen doors and what what it takes to get everything out in a a timely fashion it's a fucking disaster it just is like i I knew that but like there's some i guess crazy stories i personally you know i worked in that industry maybe three or four years and i've never seen anything like we didn't have a blowjob stairway. That was fuck, for fuck sure. There was no that. Yeah, you'd that. still be working there if you did. To the yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, where do, where do I, what more do I need? You know, a paycheck I'm and a blowjob stairway. I'm married now, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we appreciate you coming on and, and uh, kind of disclosing the secrets of the uh, of the industry here. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, good luck with everything. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. See ya. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Self-care is obviously something we take very seriously on this show and in our daily lives. My personal experience with therapy has been an extremely positive one, and it constantly reminds me how important it is to keep working on the most crucial relationship you have in life, the relationship with yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and other people's lives listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com OPL. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash O-P-L. I have a quick life hack for you guys. Have you ever been sitting at home scrolling through all your streaming services, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, and you feel like you've literally watched everything there is to watch? Well, 
Did you know that you can unlock an entire new library of movies and shows by using a VPN? A VPN can change your virtual location and allow you to access all new entertainment that would normally be limited by your location. Plus, a VPN will help you increase your online privacy and helps you avoid hackers. So it's a win-win for a lot of reasons. And our listeners can try a VPN using Surfshark. It's risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash OPL and enter promo code OPL for 83% off plus three extra months free. You heard that right. Promo code OPL for 83% off and three extra months for free at surfshark.deals slash OPL. That's surfshark.deals slash OPL. Well, there you go, folks. Those are the secrets of the restaurant industry. Uh, with some stuff that I've never seen or heard before. The tip let, thing, I, I, need to, I just need to keep making this clear because I know so many servers and people who work in restaurants are listening. Those are the secrets of her... This woman. Re- ...restaurant yeah. industry. We are not trying to say that happens everywhere uh, because, I mean, holy shit, I hope that doesn't also, happen everywhere. <laughs> also want to go on record. The tip thing? Fucked. Uh, I- increasing someone's tip? Yeah, that's wild. I yeah. also, I think it's, it, you know, I think like someone being an asshole and like sending their food back and whatever, and you're going to be like, you know what, I'm fucking, I, I don't, I mean, I don't condone fucking with people's food, obviously, but I get just being like, it's fucking, you know, that to me makes more sense than being like, I'm just going to take 20 bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not accept, me, expect that's that. A little, that's a little wild. And just to be clear. All of my years working in the restaurant industry and being in I would what I thought was a hectic kitchen, I've never seen anyone fuck with people's food. I've seen like like okay, I said, like the good. chefs are like, we're not wearing gloves the whole time, but it's not like they're fucking sucking their fingers and making chicken and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I assume that much. Like I don't think everyone's following whatever all the rules are. But yeah, that's a new level of like fucking with people's food. I also assume like you really really have to be an asshole for someone to do something like that like i don't think i've ever even come close to approaching that territory i'm sure you haven't too um but you know like an airplane almost like restaurants i just think it's a place where a lot of people can maybe for the only time in their life or something like have the power dynamic on their side and just like take full advantage like this person is serving me I'm the one spending the money. I'm out at dinner. Like you yeah. do this for me. And that's, it, it's, that it's, it's not cool. Obviously. And when it's like, yo, th- these people are waiters. They're not servants. Like the, like you're, there's a different connotation. And when people act like you work for me, it's like, bro. Yeah. This is, you know what I mean? Like I don't work like it's that kind of, you know, attitude is crazy. And yeah. I would honestly never associate myself with anyone that did something like that. Like, no. that would treat waiters like that. Because like I said, I worked in that industry, and I think that's part of the reason why people say you should work in that industry. And also, I think retail is probably even fucking worse. Uh, and just dealing with people is so difficult. And just, like, y- there's such shit people out there that just don't get it and are so rude and, and don't understand, like, bro, I've been in here for fucking nine hours mm-hmm. on You're my the, feet, and it's, I'm trying. It's, it's a job, those type of jobs, it's 
that person is just a punching bag for all the things that can go wrong, all the things that are out of their control. And it's hard, like when that's the only person you can direct frustration to, it's tough. But, yeah. you know, yeah, obviously we don't condone fucking with food, stealing yeah, money from people. I think we can like understand. I do condone getting sucked on your shift, though. That's kind of dope. If nothing, if no one gets hurt. You wash your hands after, though. I mean, yeah, like definitely something. wash your hands. Wash your penis. Wash your... Uh, wash your penis. Use that one know. little rag that's always in the kitchen to... Use the chef's rag. Every, yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, but that is, yeah, that is something that feels, again, not for everywhere, but like I said, with like Anthony Bourdain, like that restaurant culture being like... that. That's why like a lot of chefs, to be honest, I, I, I don't want to generalize chefs, but like when you think of like narcotic use, alcoholism, like super late nights, like sex with the people you... It's like a tight situation with people like only those few people you're with can really understand what you're going through and i guess right. a byproduct of that can often be debauchery and blowjob hallways and hey man uh, uh, it's a uh, it's not it's not not true you know working a long day with the same people like doing that shift and like closing up at the end of it you just kind of feel like bro fuck everybody you know like yeah. fuck all these people like you know what i mean yeah just kind of feels that way one time so the salad guy we had a salad guy that worked out, and I called him salad guy because I we did not know his name, barely spoke English, didn't didn't know anything. We called him salad guy. He was the most energetic person in the world. I like, I can I can tell you this right now. I hated everyone at that job, but I randomly saw, and I hated this guy specifically because he was kind of a dick, but he was nice to me. I saw him in the mall one time with his family and I ran up to him like he was Jennifer Lopez I was like salad guy I called him that in front of his family and he was like oh, oh. and yeah, we just like hugged yeah, and I was like damn it's my brother right now you know what I'm saying we fucking we're, we go to war every night exactly <laughs> when, you're, when you're in the trenches with someone it's just it's different yeah but you yeah. hate everyone while you're working there but then outside it's kind of like you know what I mean? it's, it's respect like, I need the fucking where's the fucking like that's the whole the whole time in the kitchen that's what it is Where's the fucking fuck I need? And then you walk out the doors and you pretend to be happy. Yeah, you have to have thick skin. That's for sure. And then you got to deal with fucking some some fucking asshole who thinks that you're his slave. And it's just like, bro, get the fuck out of here. That's why when I was saying I was not built for that, because when I get that sort of kid, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not, I don't have a short fuse. But when you're just being ridiculous, I'm like, whatever. A guy called the restaurant. And was like, yeah, I need uh, this, and you know, uh, oh, I got, I ordered a two liter of Pepsi. I was like, yeah, you know, we sent that out. Did you not get it? And he's like, no, I got it, but it's it's warm. And I was like, yeah, uh, we, we, you know, we're really busy, and we had ran out, so I, you know, we had to grab it just from uh, the basement. Got it to you, but you know, it's good, you know, whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, but I need it to be cold. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, there's really nothing I could do right now. Like, we just stocked the fridge, so they're not going to be cold. Yeah. Like, I could wait and then send another one. Sir, I, I need this to be cold. What am I going to do with this? Like, what am I supposed to do? And at that point, and I already knew I was quitting this fucking job, and my manager was right there, and I was like, put ice in your cup. <laughs> and then he just took this guy, Charlie, took the phone from me, and he's like, in the fucking... I was like, I want to kill this guy. Like, these are the kind of, like type of things that you have to deal with. Yeah. The guys like can't figure it out. Like, bro, literally put ice in your cup. I don't. What What do you want me to do? Fucking, oh, you want me over, to send over snow like over? A, a three dollar soda too. Yeah, That's what the, the fuck you part. want me to do? Send me a bag of ice. The fuck. 
So it's like that kind of shit that you have to deal with. And it's just kind of like, uh, and like you have to be a certain type of person that could be a punching bag like that. And I just have a, you know, I, God bless these people. They yeah. probably deal with way worse than that, but it's a rough one. But uh, for anyone out there that wants to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Send us an email, oplpodcast at gmail.com. And if it fits for the show, we'll uh, figure something out and we'll schedule it. Yeah, and uh, follow us on Instagram at OPL Podcast. You could head over to patreon.com slash OPL show for bonus episodes to help support the show. And uh, that is all. Watch your back in restaurants. Don't be assholes because you're going to get overcharged and your food's going to get spit on. It's a fact. Be nice to your waiters, all right? We'll see you guys next time.